You are listening to Help, I'm a Freelancer. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about whether you should generalise or specialise as a writer. Hey fellow freelancers, my name's Holly and I'm a freelance legal writer. And I'm Charlotte, a freelance lifestyle writer. We're here to talk about the thrills and frights when you're navigating life as your own boss. Freelance life can be a roller coaster. One minute you're on top of the world and the next you're screaming to get off. We've been there, done that, and now we're talking about it in a podcast. So, with me and Holly, one of us is a generalist and one of us is a specialist. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out which is which. So Holly is very much a legal writer, specialised in that, and has a foundational understanding of law. Whereas I am more of a generalist writer and have written on any topic that's out there. So I kind of go with whatever's popular, find jobs, take them on, and then learn about the subject as I'm doing the actual job. Whereas Holly does it from a completely different angle where she understands the subject matter and can offer her expertise and knowledge when she's writing about it. To kick things off, I wanted to go through some of the pros of generalising. In my experience, this gives you freedom to write about a lot of different topics. You're constantly switching it up and you've got variety in your work. So rather than constantly writing about, for example, legal stuff, (laughs) you're changing it around. You're learning. I learn about anything from sort of sexual wellness to health and fitness to anything in between recently it's a lot of recruitment writing which I love I think that keeps things quite interesting and it means you can apply for a variety of opportunities rather than sort of pigeonholing yourself I think that's really cool to be honest and I would love to be able to do that and have the option of choosing different topics and things but I feel like I have like you say pigeonholed myself into one area and now I'm kind of known for that and that's all the work that I do so I feel like it would be weird if I went on to a different thing I guess this leads me on to one question that I have for you yeah so if you're a generalist let's say I want to choose to write about travel like now I write about law and let's say that I just want to do some work in travel Mm -hmm. don't you think it would be weird for people like clients or if you apply for kind of writing jobs or gigs or whatever would you think it would be weird for them if you said to them okay at the moment I write about legal stuff or do you not mention that like how do you approach it I go on my writing experience rather than the subject matter experience so that's interesting yeah so I'll say I've been writing for eight plus years for example, which is true. Often I will say I write about a variety of niches, including sports or including travel, you know, whatever I'm applying for at that time. But it's generally true because I've been writing for so long that I do have experience in a lot of different areas. I get what you're saying. Mm. When you when you come from it from a, I've always been doing one subject like you have, and then you want to change, it can be really difficult because I suppose you are a legal writer. But that also means that you have the experience of writing. So you could go for like, I'm predominantly a legal legal writer but I'm interested in other niches and I have an interest in travel yeah that makes sense actually I've never actually thought of putting it that way Mm. focusing on your actual writing skills rather than the topics that you write about because I never talk about how long I've been writing for when I pitch to people or if I have conversations with prospects or whatever Mm. I never really talk about the length of time that I've been writing for because they don't really care because it's the expertise and the specialism that they're more bothered about yeah and I think different types of jobs require a different level of expertise so the the writing roles that I am applying for generally don't really expect you to be an expert in that field so I wouldn't apply for one that says oh you need to have a legal degree or you need to have a marketing degree or marketing qualification 
education because I don't have that or experience in those fields. Instead, I apply for roles that are more sort of generalist. So, so we're looking for a travel writer and it might say who has knowledge of Spain, for example. Right. So I tie the two things together. Like I have eight years worth of writing and I'm familiar with these areas of Spain, but not necessarily that I've written about those areas. Does that make sense? I see. Okay. So basically the sort of conclusion we've come to here is depending on whether you're a specialist or a generalist is how you're kind of positioning yourself. Yeah. And how you speak to prospects. And I think so that's really interesting. Tailor in your application or tailor in your introductory email or whatever you want to call it. 100%. So, what other kind of pros have you found from working as a generalist? I genuinely, I think it's opened more doors to me. I think there are a lot of doors open and I've been able to change with the kind of tides. So, when I first started writing, I did. I think I've spoke about this before. I did a lot of SEO writing and sort of keywords and link building, that kind of thing. I did a lot of lifestyle writing and then I moved on to sex and relationship writing and then I moved on to health and wellness and now I'm in recruitment writing. (laughs) I've kind of gone where my interests are, obviously, and also where I've seen that there is work at that time. So I think that is the biggest pro for me is the ability to adapt to the demand. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's brilliant. And I guess for that, you have to have more of a business mind, don't you? Because it's like, okay, what are the trending topics here? What can I get my foot in the door with? Because at the moment, there's a lot of hype on people talking about chat GPT. And there's a lot of articles about it. So is that something potentially that you would look at writing about? Yeah, I mean, I've written about it for some clients because I write, as I say, a lot of recruitment stuff. So for one of my clients, I have written about using chat GPT when you're creating your resume or CV as we would say (laughs) but it's an American client I've written about it for actually a healthcare company talking about how AI in general can be used in the healthcare industry to serve customers you know with chatbots and and that kind of thing I mean chat GPT is a hard one because it's an overarching technology I mean I don't know if it'll feed into law at all but law about AI is going to come into it isn't it I've actually written a lot about chat GPT too based on the privacy and the data protection laws and stuff surrounding it yeah and also there's been a recent case where a lawyer in New York use the chat GPT software to do his legal research in court and the AI basically came up with a random made-up case that didn't even exist and he relied on that case in court and the judge told him off and he's having to go back to court to like justify himself and whatnot so I'm going to be writing about that as well. That's incredible. So, yeah, there's a lot of talk around it. And I think that as a topic is good for generalists and specialists at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a bad example just because it feeds into every single area of our life. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Because I don't know, I meant to ask you this. I heard something about Italy banning it. Do you know anything yes. about that? Yes, yeah, Italy banned it. It's the first Western country to have banned it. It's obviously banned in Russia, China, North Korea. But after them, Italy has banned it because of the data protection issues. And it doesn't think that people's personal data is safe on there. So yeah, there's a big thing about that. And I I wrote about that. I feed into all of the things that we write about. Being a generalist gives you the flexibility to be able to learn about those topics. And one thing I wanted to mention, I made up a term that I feel like you become a a micro expert or a nano expert in these topics kind of by accident because I know a lot about recruitment now and a lot about sort of the hiring process and creating CVs and resumes that I 
didn't know about, especially because I've never really worked in a traditional career. It's quite interesting to find out about these different things, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert in the field because I haven't worked as a recruiter. So I think that is the difference between generalist and specialist. I'm a generalist with interest in the things that I write about and I get genuinely interested and do my research. And I think that's what's so wonderful about the job. But a specialist would be a recruiter who's worked for 10 years in that and can give their expert advice. Yeah, true. Also, I guess a specialist could be someone who, like you, let's say you now only specialise in recruitment writing Mm. and you write for that on that topic for like the next five years you then become a specialist so you don't necessarily I guess have to work in the industry to become that specialist because for example me I have worked in the legal industry so that's why I know a lot about certain topics and stuff but then there are new laws that are coming in or there are laws that I've never worked in that I'm having to research and know about so I am a specialist in in those topics but I've never worked in those areas of law if you know what I mean yeah so I guess you can you can become a specialist without working in that particular industry. Yeah. But I do love the idea that you're able to look into all different topics and learn about different areas. Have you ever found a topic, for example, recruitment, and been like, okay, I love this. I really want to like specialize in this and then found jobs in the same area because yeah. you've enjoyed that? Yeah. So I started working... It was basically subcontracting for a woman in England just about personal finance. And that was something I'd never had an interest in. I managed my own money, but I wasn't massively interested. And I just started doing this work and I was like, oh, this is really quite cool. You know, when you add the human element and money management is an interesting topic that I want to learn more about. So then I did some outreach and I've got an ongoing client who's personal finance now. And that was a choice. That is something I'd want to know more about and I find interesting. But then I wouldn't say I have set my whole work around it because that's just an element of what I do. But to some extent, it's guided the way I've gone because I've decided on my own terms that that's something I am interested in and therefore want to specialize in. I see. I see. No, that's really cool. Do you remember in another podcast you spoke about the your bungee theory? I love my bungee theory, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it kind of feeds into that, doesn't it, being a generalist? Because you've got all different strings attached to you. So you're safer because you not only have a variety of clients, but you're working in a variety of industries. So if one industry becomes redundant, for example, you're not putting all your effort into that one industry. Like for me, let's say tomorrow the legal sector completely goes under. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Very unlikely. I'm I'm pretty much done for so I'm going to have to become a generalist but you're adding more security to yourself by becoming a generalist I think. But I think we should talk about some of the cons of it as well because it's not all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> the general advice about whether you should specialize or generalize tends to be that you should specialize that really yeah that's what I've read that you should become an expert in your field that the the more grounded you are in your subject matter the more clients you'll get the more money you'll make and you can kind of prove that you are valuable to each client whereas I'm just looking at it as a writer I'm just saying I am a writer and you're saying I'm a legal writer or a legal expert who writes whatever you want to call it yeah true true however this is exactly what I thought before I got into writing and being a freelancer and all this Mm. 
I thought you can't possibly generalize like it it can't be a thing because like you say everyone says you need to find a niche you need to specialize and that's what I thought it made perfect sense to me if you specialize and you come in across as an expert in your particular field if you generalize you're not an expert but now that I've been speaking to you and I'm more involved in the like in the freelance environment and industry and stuff and I've been speaking to other freelancers and we talk about different topics on our podcast Mm. I've actually opened my mind to being more of a generalist because you know we have a friend Laura who recently become a freelancer and I was speaking to her about this exact topic actually Mm. and said to her how do you do it because she she not only does writing she does project management she does recruitment she does all sorts of stuff so she doesn't even specialize in one thing like she's not like you know just a writer or just a recruiter or just a project manager. I thought this about her when she was telling me all the different things she did I was like well how are you consulting on that managing that writing about that I think my brain had that's exactly what I thought and I was like how can that even be possible because for me like I'm I'm just thinking like your LinkedIn page people go to your LinkedIn page and they see one particular thing that you're specializing in Mm. and that's what you're meant to be known for but if you're doing all sorts of different things how do people know what to go to you for because they're thinking oh well if you're doing everything you can't possibly be an expert in one particular thing but she's been really really successful with it and it's really working for her and it blows my mind honestly because she's like a generalist generalist yeah you know, yeah, generalizing in, in everything yeah but the way that she said it is that she initially did it because she was trying to find what she liked and she was trying to find what stuck and she was just applying for all sorts of different things and just seeing what she could get and seeing what she liked and what she enjoyed but now she's just ended up just continuing doing all sorts of random jobs that anybody kind of gives her yeah and for me it's like whoa I'd get confused and my brain would like explode Mm -hmm. but for her it's like she's always busy she's always got jobs she's doing really well from it yeah and I'm just wondering if that's the way to be. <laughs> I don't know, because I get frustrated. I've had clients in the past where I've come on as a writer, really. And I've ended up doing things that I would say are like virtual assistant jobs, you know, like calendar management or like admin jobs, I suppose. Or I think people get confused with content writing and sort of marketing writing. So they'll end up asking you to do more promotion side. I've been flyering, I've you know hosted promotional events I say hosted it wasn't just me I've been attending (laughs) the promotional events Mm -hmm. and I get frustrated because that is not what I enjoy doing and I just know that for myself I don't enjoy it I'll do it and I can do it not particularly well and I would rather be writing you know I'd I'd, I'd prefer Mm -hmm. that but then Laura for example she enjoys variety and I think she thrives on that so it works for her. So I think it just depends yeah. on, and like you say, she's doing well off it. I think it just depends on your personal preference that. Yeah, it depends on your personality and whether you like doing all sorts of different bits and bobs because your day is just filled with for pure variety. Mm. And I guess even if you are a generalist, you can still break it down. Like on Mondays, you could be like, okay, on Mondays, I'm going to do recruitment. On Tuesdays, I'm going to do the writing. On on Wednesdays, I'm going to do the project management. And she can switch it up like that. And that's how you could probably manage it. But I don't know. She said to me that pigeonholing myself and restricting, stunting my own growth by 
becoming specialized. So I think it's a really interesting topic. But then I hear that if you specialize, then you're able to earn more from it because you are an expert in that particular thing and other people aren't. Yeah. So I don't know, it's 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 a very interesting one. And I guess it just works differently for different people. I think both, well, it's proven, isn't it, from just our little group <laughs> that both approaches can work, that all approaches can work. You can be a generalist in your work, you can be a generalist in your writing, or you can be a specialist in either of those things. And all approaches work. I think what matters is how you kind of brand yourself, how you approach clients. I'm not suggesting that you lie to clients and say that you're an expert in something when you're not, because obviously that's lying to clients, which is not great. But I think you should tailor everything to them, find experience or work that you've done that most closely matches what they're looking for. Would you say being a generalist, it's harder to show that you are valuable to your clients because yeah, you're not a specialist in whatever they want you to do? I do think that's true. And I think that's why, to a certain extent, I've stuck with the niches that I've ended up in. So just by pure chance, I've ended up in health and wellness for a while. I stuck with that. And then when I was approaching new clients, I could be like, I have written for men's health and I've written for the sports edit and I've got a track record in that niche again I'm not a personal trainer I'm not a coach but I've written about it enough to prove that I'm competent so again I think that's what I talk about about kind of micro expertise I don't want to write one article about roller coasters and next week write one article about personal finance and be switching it up to that level I think you naturally find your subject matters that you gel with and that you're getting a lot of work in I do think you are less valuable if I was writing about fitness for example I am less valuable than a coach who's talented in writing but then it's probably possible to become a generalist in your specialist area right because (laughs) I feel like I've become more generalist within the legal sector yeah because I started off writing about immigration mainly just immigration and a bit of family stuff as well but it was solely immigration but then it started expanding to other stuff and I thought you know when I was I was reaching out to potential clients and saying I'm a legal writer I thought that some of them might just be like well no you you don't specialize in my particular area of law therefore we don't want you Mm. but then I got in touch with a woman and and that she does digital law and she said look you've probably never written about digital law before because it's so like specific Mm. but because you've got a background in law and you write about law I'm confident that you're able to adapt yourself to that so it's ended up working really well with her so I think it depends on the client because another client well another company said to me well we specialize in pharmaceutical law and it is too specific for you because you just write about any random laws but this is too specific to you yeah so I think it depends on the open-mindedness of that company Mm. as to what you take on if you know what I mean and I think it's worth keeping in mind that there are a lot of gigs there are a lot of projects there are a lot of companies out there whether you generalize or special there's gonna be people who turn you away and their reason may be that you're not a specialist in that area their reason may be that you're too specialist like you just don't know so I think it comes down to personal choice it really comes down to whether you want to specialize in a certain area or whether you are happy to kind of ride the wave and generalize it also comes down to education like I don't know what degree 
degree you did, I feel like you did a law degree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course, yeah. So you did a law degree. So you are therefore a specialist in law straight off the bat. Whereas yeah. I did a journalism degree and then a creative writing master's. So I am a writer, you know, and we come at yes. it from different aspects. Like I, I come at it from, I'm a writer who can write about these subjects. You come at it from, you have a foundational knowledge of law and you're good at writing. So you are a legal writer. But then as yes. you've got that experience in legal writing, it doesn't mean you can't do other types of writing. Yeah, no, to be honest, I probably prefer other types of writing because it's not as strenuous on your brain because I have to read into so many laws and it's really tiring sometimes. I would love to write about travel. I would love you that. You should do that. I think at the end of the day, you are an expert in travel. You're in Spain right now. <laughs> You know, you are, no, but you are to a certain extent and you've already got writing experience. It's just about combining the skills that you already have. Yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. So how would you approach a company or a job in like a particular area? So let's say, for example, you're approaching a job and it's in something you've never done before. I know, obviously, you've mentioned you would talk about your writing experience rather than your experience in that particular niche. But if they're asking for samples, what sort of samples would you give them? Like, and how would you stand out from other people? If you're a generalist writer, and you don't have samples in that specific area, how do you actually approach it? Yeah, I get what you mean. I think I go for the closest possible example that I have so I'll give you an example of that I wanted to write for a company that offers recording software and that is software as a surface s-a-a-s yeah. <laughs> you know that yeah I know a whole area I've never written for a company that offers you know podcasting software that's not not what I've done before now but I had written for a workflow management company they're very different the software that they offer is entirely different and their audiences are different. But I had examples of having written for this other company. So the way I tailored the email when I applied for it was, okay, I haven't written about recording per se, but I have written for an SAAS company. And here's an example of it. So maybe it's about going a step above, not looking at the niche so much, but looking at the wider subject matter. So for travel, the wider subject matter is lifestyle. You know, if you go up one. Got you. So if I was applying for a medical company, I could go a little bit wider and go, well, what have I done in the wellness sector? Mm. I mean, it's further removed and... I'm not going to win against a candidate who's got, you know, experience in that exact niche. Yeah. But I think there's so much to be said for being a good writer and having experience within that realm. Yeah. And you can widen that realm as much as you need to, to find an example. So that, that would be what I'd do. That's so good. And have you ever written a sample piece for a, a job? Let's say you really want a gig. I know you really wanted one with Gymshark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you'd never written about anything to do with wellness or fitness, anything like that. Would you create yeah. your own sample, like just write something out to give to them? A lot of people ask that, don't they? Like a lot of companies will say, if you don't have a sample within this niche, can you write us 500 words or, or whatever it may be? I think you have to be picky. I would do it for a gig that I really wanted. Yeah. Because you really want it. And obviously that's enough for that. But I wouldn't do it for everyone. And I think getting into the habit of writing trial pieces, especially if they are unpaid, it can be really draining. So you just have to be selective. If it's a business that you really want to work with, then obviously do it. If you're trying, Holly, for example, if you're trying to enter the travel kind of writing sector, and someone asks you to write a 500 word piece on hotels in Madrid, I would do it because <laughs> it's... Yeah. 
you want us you don't have any samples you don't have any proof do you yes yes exactly it's a foot in the door isn't it and then after that you can you can kind of go from there I did exactly the same thing when I was starting out writing for the legal sector. When I first ever started, I literally just wrote about laws that I knew and I gave them as samples. So I guess when you're first starting out, you're going to have to do that anyway, really. So if you're entering new markets, new niches, again, you're going to have to do it. But just kind of off the back of that, I do have like a question for you that I'm just intrigued (laughs) about. (laughs) But, you know, if you start writing about a really random topic, like you were saying about the podcasting thing, something you've never written about before, how do you go about doing that as a generalist? If you've never written about that topic, how do you go about writing and feeling confident writing as well as not spending absolutely hours on researching because you don't know about that topic already. Yeah, I think with every new client that you get, there's sort of a learning curve. You know, the first few articles you write for them, the first few guides, whatever it is you're writing, that you write for them are going to take more research and they're going to take longer than when you know them as a client and you're comfortable with their subject and you know what you're writing about. And that's something you have to account for anyway when you work for yourself. It's just that time period of getting to know the client. Mm -hmm. So if I start in a completely new subject, let's say I can't remember what example you gave but yeah like if I was just starting out in the recording subject matter I'm gonna have to do some research there and I'm gonna have to set aside some hours a lot of this kind of thing is promotional writing so you have materials from the company so yeah you get to know their products and you know what they're advertising essentially but it does take time it takes research and I think you have to be willing to work with editors as well like they'll come back to you and say this is not exactly what our product does or have you mentioned this? And they know just as much as you that you're going to take a few pieces to kind of get your head around it. Yeah. It's not easy. And I think that is the reason you fall into a niche now and then because Mm -hmm. you'll say, oh, it takes less energy if you're already comfortable writing about personal finance to carry on writing about that than it does to learn a whole new subject every time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I guess that's one of the cons of generalizing, isn't it? Yeah. So just jumping into the the pros of specializing, as a specialist, you've got more of an opportunity to, and you might tell me that I'm wrong here because you might be able to do it as a generalist, but you might have more opportunity to grow your personal brand in that specific niche and then therefore I guess earn more have more earning potential get more clients and be able to build yourself up like that if you specialize do you think that you're more likely to do that as a specialist I think that's very true I wouldn't argue with that at all I think it's a lot easier to brand yourself and to kind of create a professional profile based on one subject. It's less convoluted. It's less confusing for clients because you can just, you literally can say, I'm Holly and I'm a legal writer. And all of the work you've done, all of the evidence you've got, even down to your degree, backs that up. Yeah. So everything is telling the same story. Whereas I'm telling different stories to clients all the time. I'm saying I write about health and wellness and that's true, but it's a section of what I do. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I I think it's easier. I think to answer your question, it's just a simple yes. Much easier if you're specialised. I guess the downside of specializing is you've got more risk of getting bored easily with topics and with certain areas like sometimes I just think I can't face writing another article about law that's about three percent of the time I must add but then that's good yeah some days I'm like oh my gosh I absolutely love this (laughs) I think in any job, if if three percent of the time you can't be bothered to do it, that's really good stats. Like that's good odds. <laughs> I 
I'd say like 10% of the time I can't be bothered to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I do enjoy, and I guess this is something that you won't have, is today I got up and I was going to write one article and I looked at it and I was like, oh, not today. <laughs> and I moved that one to Monday and took Monday's one to today <laughs> just because I was more interested in Monday's article than I was Friday's. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really cool. So as a generalist, yeah you've got more of a chance of like switching it up. Like if today you don't feel like you want to write about finance, maybe you're feeling like I want to write about something fun, like, I don't know, makeup or something like that. And then you can, you can just do that. But like, for me, it's like every day is just a law. (laughs) Obviously I write about different laws and stuff, but yeah, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh. But have you ever had an overlap of topics? Like, you know, have you ever found that you're writing for multiple different clients on the same topic? Yeah. During the pandemic. Oh yeah. It was all the same topic, you know, because that's all anyone, and it was interesting to see how different clients approached it in a different way so you know I'd be writing about how to stay healthy during lockdown and then I'd be writing about things you can do to keep your mind occupied I was going at it from a lot of different angles and it didn't matter if it was an interior design company telling you what home hacks you can do or if it was literally a health and wellness company telling you how to protect your mental health everyone wanted to talk about it but just from a different angle. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that was overlapping a lot. I think we talked about it with ChatGPT. Every business is going to have their own angle on it and their own take on it, aren't they? Yeah. And they're going to want you to write about it. So yeah, for sure. And then like, for me, I obviously have overlaps of topics, but I can't write about it from a different angle because the law is the law. It's just facts. So for you, or I guess for other generalists, it might be easier to change your stance, which which makes it more fun when you're writing because yeah. you have to think about it from a different perspective. But like for me, very rarely do I do that. Maybe in the case of, let's say I'm writing about family law and maybe I'm writing from the mother's perspective and then another article from the father's perspective if it's about children yeah. or divorce or whatever. I mean, to, to basically wrap it up, we haven't got an answer. It's not better to specialise or generalise, really. I mean, it is personal preference. Everyone's career path is different. And I think there are pros and cons to both. Yeah. A hundred percent. I guess it depends on your personality. It depends on what you like doing and what you get success out of. Yeah. You know, if you're a generalist and you yeah. want to specialize, do that. If you're a specialist and you want to generalize, you can do that. You can switch it up. There aren't any rules. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But I think, yes, it's easier to prove your worth if you're a specialist. Yes, it might be easier to charge more within that niche, but you lack the variety. As a generalist, you can try different things and switch things up more. You've been listening to Help, our freelancer. See you again next week. Bye. Bye.